grab some Mama Carisi cannolis. It is time for SVU here on AfterBuzz TV. We are breaking down season 20, episode 17, Missing, and season 20, episode 18, Blackout. Stick around. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Hello and welcome back to the SVU After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. That's right, this is AfterBuzz TV, this is SVU. We are on the YouTube channel for the drama shows. Make sure you subscribe. We're also on iTunes and SoundCloud. You can subscribe there as well. Uh, oh, and Spotify and other places. Yep, all the places I did my job. Great. I'm Yael Teagle. I am joined by Taylor Gates. What's up? Hello. I'm so excited. I love these episodes. I'm so glad. Before we jump into them, let me remind everybody of the hotline. Um, if you find yourself in danger, if you were sexually assaulted, if you need someone to talk to, please call Rain R-A-I-N-N. Their number is 1-800-656-4673. 1-800-656-4673. Uh, also... I can feel it in this episode. Sometimes the show will go a little dark and talk about really serious issues. And the only way for us to get through that and deal with it is to not be serious. So consider this your content warning. Decide what's best for you. All right, let's move on. Um, Missing. How did you feel about this episode? This was my... (laughs) least favorite of the two but mm-hmm. i still didn't dislike it i wouldn't say i just felt like it was a little bit like oh we've kind of seen that before but it did have um little violet mcgraw who was in haunting of hill house who's just like the cutest little is that the kid yeah great she's adorable there's a child in this one so we all know how i felt so y'all just blanked out for <laughs> half of it no but i thought it was i thought it was good i thought it was it had some fun lines i had some fun twists i didn't think it was anything groundbreaking but it was still like uh, an interesting case. Yeah, there were parts that I enjoyed. Most of it, I was like, meh, alright. Yeah. I didn't hate it. There wasn't something bad about it. Very middle of the pack. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, I love the way we open with this road rage about <laughs> parking. Too. Like, I know that's messed up, but I liked that. Because it's different. Like, it's something we, I don't know. It's I like, I think they've been doing a good job with openings also, in this season, to be I fair. I think that it was, um, it's something relatable. Yeah. In New York, parking, like, you yeah. can only imagine. I mean, the amount of cars we see people having in this is killing me. But um, I I love that he it's the guy. I like that he's like, you took my spot. And then he knocks him out. I also wanted to say it. So I watched this on Hulu with subtitles because, mm-hmm. I like, my hearing is garbage. So I always put the subtitles on. And I didn't hear it, but I saw it. Like, one of the lines off in the distance was, that's no excuse for fisticuffs, sir. <laughs> so good that's great um so some lady records i love that the lady recorded the whole thing and she just got but they were like you started it yeah, yeah. Um, and this guy's like trying to make it seem like it was like a, like, he, like he was like instigating right. it all he yeah. was like even and he's just beating him up essentially so great um we find out there's a noise in the trunk there's a little girl in the trunk all right let's move on uh the little girl was ice skating she got taken her name is bailey um, a man gave her a candy apple, said he was friends with her daddy. He had a yellow scarf. Um, they were going to wait in the car. And then they went to his house where they took off their clothes and took a nap. Okay. Yeah. So uh, our cops suggest that maybe it's somebody that the parents know. Um, and we find out that 
Bailey was uh, made with the, one of the father's sperm and a surrogate and adopted by the other father. We meet Paige Black. I'm like j- skipping through this to get to the good stuff. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so Paige is the surrogate who relinquished her rights. Deal's a deal. She's creepy as heck. It reminded me of the episode with, I want to say it's, the, I don't know if these are the same episode or different episodes because they're all mixed in my head when they're kids. Um, with Abigail Breslin and, no, it's the same episode, and Leah um, yes. Thompson. Yes! Same episode. That's a great episode. Right? Also, fun fact, <laughs> Abigail Breslin is like the hugest SBU fan in the world, so bring her back on and have her be a repeat offender. Oh, that'd be great. She loves it. She tweets about it all the time. It cracks me up. <laughs> I've tweeted about SBU with her before. I hate you. It's um, wonderful. So, I, um, when this happened with the surrogate, I went, oh, like, we're really gonna redo this? Yeah. Um, no, she's just stalking her. She's just, like, creepy. Yeah. Well, because she was part of her. Um, the phone buzzes, there are pictures, and this moment we get, um, she, they were like, show us your phone, she's like, no. And Livia says, I guess this episode's version of This Is Where We Are, let me tell you where we stand. Right? It's this episode. It's the same thing, pretty much. This is where we are. The, let me tell you where we stand. Yep. <laughs> Great. Um, so she gets taken in. She just likes to look at her. Okay. Yeah. Freaking weird. Um, so the good news is the surrogate is just a stalker. But, like, we never went back to that. Nope. Like, I feel like we should be more concerned than we are. About, like, how invested she still is. I just wonder how much they informed the fathers. Like, let them know that she will probably make a move in the future. Yes, I agree. <laughs> Crazy. Um, so, we find out that the person who uh, whose car it wasn't, the driver of the car, um, was at a bodega and took the bodega hostage. Dude, I loved this part. I... A hundred percent was like, yeah. It was so good. Yeah. We got to see some Olivia action. Like, yeah, that was such a fun sh- like sequence that was like shot too. <laughs> Olivia had so many like fun things in these two episodes to do. I feel like as a detective, like yeah. thinking mm-hmm. outside the box. I agree. I loved her going. She goes undercover. I just need my orange. She's like the most suburban mom. Like white wine drinking person in that scene. It felt I. Would have 100% believed this character. Yeah, she's like, not without my Oreos. Also, not without my aspirin. I'm having a bad day. I bought it. I love that move. It was so smart. I thought it was amazing. It was very clever. Um, So the guy who stole the car didn't know it had a kid in the trunk. I'm a car thief. I'm way too stupid to kidnap anyone. I love Finn's line. He's like, yeah, you stole a 2003 Saturn, so you're not a good one. I was like, whoa. It's like, I know. I appreciate that. I think that's so great. I love, I've said it before, I love it when our, our villains alibi their, like, bad stuff with more bad stuff. Like, I couldn't have raped her. I was robbing this house. Exactly. That's what this felt like. It's not, I'm too smart to ever do that. It's like, I'm literally an idiot. I'm admitting that. And so I could never pull this off. I got caught stealing a crappy car. Obviously, I didn't kidnap someone. So good. Ugh, amazing. Alright, so then we have the trash from the car. And we have the coffee cup trash. How often do you put, um, trash in a coffee cup? Often. Yeah. 
I was like, duh, what what is this CSI guy doing? I love how like ashamed the CSI guy was too. He was like, mm. Good. Yeah. Yeah, do your Open job. Open the cop. Right. Open the cop. At least look in it. There could be um um DNA in it. Yeah, there sure could. Thanks. Okay. Um so we find um a parking lot ticket, which gets us a validation sticker, which gets us to the puppet The creepy, theater. creepy puppet theater. Um, yeah, that guy applied for a job, but there was something off about him. I love how much Carisi hated the ventriloquist, too. Yeah. He was so done with being there. We had also so <laughs> many people with just, like, weird professions in these two episodes. What other weird professions? Well, do we... it's in the next episode. What was the other one? Oh, we'll one? talk about it. But, <laughs> like, the ventriloquist, like, he was in character. Like, is there just places that just put on puppet shows and that's exclusively what they do? That seems like I've never seen something like that. Like a puppet theater? I guess, but... That makes sense. You would think it'd be part of something bigger. I don't know. No, it's just... like if you want to take your kid to a puppet show. I never went to one. I don't think they have them in Indiana. No, I didn't either. I just assumed... Like, there are lots of things you could take kids to and crap. You don't know that. There's, like... I'm trying to think what I was thinking. There's, like, the park, and then there's, like, the kid, um, like, Jimboriza thing. And then... <laughs> Jimboriza? Jimboree? Jimboree. It's a thing. What is that, like an exercise? I guess. I don't know, girl. All right, moving kids. on. Stupid questions. All right, so <laughs> I assume a puppet show theater is a thing for kids. Okay. I did like children's theater when I was a kid, so I assume like there's, they have classes and I don't know, girl. Ventriloquist class. Whatevs. So um, somehow this gets us to <clears throat> Rowan and Emerson Mauer. Okay, so Emerson's car was stolen. Um, we're sitting and hanging out with his mom, Rowan. He comes home, and he, uh, they want to talk to him about Bailey. He runs. He claims he doesn't know Bailey. He claims the car thief must have kidnapped her. And then Carisi points out the obvious. Why didn't you report the car stolen? Um, I love his, like, little like monologue about how much he loves parks and, like, the history of these parks, too. I was like, why do we need that? I fell asleep. Like, I'm glad we got it, because it was absurd, but, like, why did we... What did that do for us? It gave us more about his character. Okay. I don't know, girl. <laughs> um, Alright, Bailey comes in to identify uh, the guy. For whatever reason, we take a detour so she can show Benson with the dolls how they snuggled in bed. What part of we took our clothes off and snuggled was confusing. I, I thought that, too. I Yeah. I was like, I think that... It's- pretty blatantly obvious i mean to be fair i assumed it was spooning and when she did it with the dolls they were facing each other i don't know how much that i'm wondering if she if olivia was wondering if there was like penetration or like something other than there was no evidence of it and the girl didn't say it happened yeah it's true it's just just being sure i guess i guess um so she picks emerson out of the photos and then we have this obnoxious moment where the dads won't let her testify. I understand his argument. He says, Bailey has a much harder time than most kids. Something like this can leave more scars. I get that. I get that she has a hard life. Um, you chose to bring a child into this world. Now now do what's best for her. Also, she seems, like, perfectly well-adjusted in, like, in most ways, like, I don't know. I think it's important for her to testify. And I don't know why they're so adamant against it. I 
I get that, you know, they say that she seems fine except for the nightmares and whatever. Right. Sure, I get that. But when she's sitting there talking to Olivia, she was like, when he hugged you, um, were you mad? Were you uncomfortable? And she was like, no, it was fine. Exactly. I think that it wouldn't have done any more damage to have her testify. Right. Because, like, the kids, if the kids in her class are making fun of her because she has two dads or whatever they're implying there, how are they even going to know about her testifying? Right. I... Yes, the kids are definitely not going to know. Or care, or know what's happening. Or understand. Exactly. Um, I think they're more upset, I'm assuming, that the other parents will be like, well, you're not fit to be parents. Right. Which I get, but you know what a responsible parent does? Is puts the person who does this away. Exactly. I say as a (laughs) non-parent. But I agree. This is what a parent does. All right. So we get a warrant to search um, Emerson's house. We find a little kid's t-shirt and a shed in the back. Shed is irrelevant. It's completely irrelevant. We spend so much time. What's in the shed? I don't know. It's my husband's. Do you have a key? I don't know where it is. We're going to get bolt cutters. We've cut the bolts. Go get the team. Oh, there's a shovel. Right. Why? (laughs) I don't know. Because then we get interrupted with Carisi and his grass. I thought this was so funny. He goes, (laughs) I'm going to... Repeat it verbatim because it was great. He says, This is fescue. And then Finn says, Bless you. (laughs) That was so funny. Ridiculous. I laughed out loud. (laughs) Um, So the thing is, he explains the different types of grass. All I needed him to say is, Look at this weird patch of grass. It's It's a rectangle in the middle of this field. Yes. That's suspicious. Yes. What is, what is this? It's fescue and it goes in Kentucky or whatever. Was, this place uses the... Whatever. Anyway, there's a kid's skull. So... <laughs> the segue of that. Yeah, there's a kid's skull. Um, Rowan claims that her husband has to do with it. And then she says something about like father, like son. Rollins gets uh, DNA from the t-shirt and it matches this kid, Kevin Brown, who went missing when he was six. This is the moment where I went... The... The kid in the ground is not the missing kid. Interesting. It is the I, same thing as plastic. I knew it. I didn't, for some reason, connect it that it would have been Kevin. But when you have Rollins saying like eight million times, you don't know that. Right. You don't know that. <laughs> then, like, why would you keep saying that if it wasn't going to lead somewhere? Yes. I you agree. don't know that. I agree. Uh, he was a cop. <laughs> you don't know that. Anyway, um... Uh, yeah, Ugh. it's the same thing as plastic. They it's, just did this a few episodes ago. Yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right. Split it up one per season. All right, so we meet his sister Diane. Kevin was kidnapped. We go to the grand jury. Rowan testifies um, that she saw Emerson with Bailey. Real quick, I don't know that it was appropriate or wouldn't have been an issue that Stone was whispering things to her. If I were on that grand jury, I'd go, excuse me. Can you speak up? Yeah. Are you threatening her? What's happening? Um, he's reminding her she has immunity against being tried as an accomplice. Um, she says that when he stopped to get her candy, the car was stolen with Bailey in the trunk. Rollins then realizes stuff about eyes um, and that Emerson is dead and buried and that Kevin is Emerson. We get a whole tale of what actually happened. Um, that Rowan and her husband had a disagreement. They were at the top of the stairs. She got pushed, bumped into him, and he fell down the stairs, and it was an accident. Can we talk about how he got here, though? 
Yeah. The eye color thing. Mm-hmm. Is it true? Yeah. No. What? If they're both recessive genes, he could absolutely have blue eyes. Wait, they have... But they had brown eyes. But if they had recessive genes, right? No. I think there is a way for him to have had it's blue eyes. It's very rare is what they're saying. That's okay. why they did... Because I'm like, it's not st- impossible. No, no, no. She said statistically it's very rare and that's why they did a DNA test. Okay, that's fair. So I was like, it's not impossible. It's not You're impossible. You're lying. That's no, no, not true. No one said I took it was biology. Impossible. Okay, I'm sorry. I misinterpreted. They specifically like, did not say impossible. I don't know. They, they were just like... Statistically I rare were the all right, words they used. All right, all Miss, right. I write down quotes. Okay, Diane Whoa. comes in and Rowan says to her, Diane's a sister, um, I did you a favor. And then there's like, your mom let you come into the store and get stuff and she wasn't there. And she's like, she was dying. She's literally dying. So fun. <laughs> so awful. Like, who is this woman? To- anyway, my baby was dead. I deserve that. And then Benson goes, no, no, no one deserves someone, another, else, someone else's child. child. Except that she, not saying anything but she is someone else's child she does and adoption exists like girl I get yeah, that was a weird line though it's a strange thing to like emphatically say <laughs> right um emerson refuses to believe it diane doesn't is like this isn't my brother i'm over it uh, which <laughs> i'm not gonna lie like i kind of liked it yes. because we have a lot of episodes where you know, they find the missing person. Like, a lot right. of episodes like that. Either after they've been kidnapped or they realize they've been switched or whatever. It ends with them holding hands over a table. Or, like, hugging or yeah. something. Yeah. So this was, like, a twist on that. And it made it really pretty grim. I like that that he refuses to believe it. And that she's like, he's not my brother anymore. Where people were not vases you can put back together with crazy glue. I I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was like it was it was an interesting perspective that we haven't seen very much of it yeah. being like, oh, it like should be the happiest reunion. It's not because there's so much that's happened in between. Right. You know, time has passed. Yeah. Um, not a bad episode. No. All right, let's talk about blackout. Yes. Okay. First things first, Benson's trainer is back. Yeah, he is. Is that the same guy? Yeah, I think so. Okay, great. Um more of him, please. Yeah, we're gonna do great. it. Let's do it. He's great. Um, okay, so we have Nikki Staines who's suing the NYPD. Um, we're just gonna jump ahead to the party because we all know what happened in the case. In the she, they got thrown out. Yeah. Um, so at this party, she's having a you know off the clock sparring with the the boys. Dodds says to this. I have to harp on this. Yeah, you you, you have to. Dodds says to Benson and Rollins, "Am I allowed to say you look lovely tonight?" And Benson says, only if you say the same thing to Finn and Carisi. Here's the thing. I understand the joke. This is not the show to make that joke. Yeah. It felt very, like, oddly placed. It feels like a, we don't take sexual harassment that seriously. Right. It's Yeah, it just felt a little weird. Yeah, because <laughs> we do take sexual harassment very seriously. Right. Um, and we're not the show to make that joke. Right. I would say, um, Parks and Rec is the show to make that joke. Yeah, like, he could have said, oh, you guys look lovely, and I don't, wouldn't have thought anything of it, because it's just, like, a normal... Right. But the fact that he made it, yes. He made it like a, is it still appropriate to tell you that you're like, pretty? Homeboy, like, you literally are presiding over this entire unit. <laughs> Sorry, am I allowed to spank you still? Is that, is that allowed? Those are the laws. I can still spank you on the bottom when you do a good job. No, sir. Only if you do it to fit and greasy. It felt dated. It, it felt not... The, we're not on the right show for it. 
We don't Correct. make those jokes. Those aren't the jokes we make. No. The jokes we make are some people like getting tied up. Yeah. <laughs> those are the jokes. That's where we are now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, we meet Rob Miller, who is going against Nikki Staines. Um, he claims to recognize Rollins' accent. We then cut to... Which I was like, I know that it comes back and that's like a whole different thing, but I'm like, I'm sure that these people, like, are available to Google. Like, I'm sure you could have found out where she's from on Google. Right. Like, that's where I would have gone in my mind and be like, oh, he did research on me before he came here. Which is what it turned out to be. Exactly. Um, So we cut to Nikki Staines stumbling home. Next morning, a woman finds her on the stairs Cops come. She says, all I know is I need a goddamn rape kit. She's great. I love her character. You do love her. I do love her character. Um, she's trying to grasp her control when she's in the um, hospital. Her phone is missing. And the last time it was pinged was closer to the party than her home. There's hair on her that become, belongs to a former client. And he is done doing porn. He's now doing erotic podcasts. <laughs> Obsessed. Genius. Genius. Uh, I, I love would... the woman in the booth. It's yeah. just some like a middle-aged lady, like yeah, so she good. she feels like someone you'd see on a jury. Yes. I'm, she has a double life, and I love that for her. That's so good. Um also erotic podcasts. Um I'm, I'm down. I'm down too. Let's do it. We're doing it. Alright, so she um it seems Thank you. Thank you. It seems Nikki Staines uh, recorded confidential info on her phone. That's why her phone was such a big deal. Um, she comes into the squads really upset and um, is like, I was assaulted after a police party. Why don't you question them? You should be looking at your own. So this was like, that was the big promo for the episode was that. Right. Which is a little misleading because it's not like own as in like one of the SVU people. Right. Just like as in cops, which is a fair thing to ask, I think. I Outside of a police ball or philanthropy event, whatever. Right. Like, yeah, you should be looking into them. I, I agree. Every every time someone's assaulted at or near or after a party, we look at the people at the party. Exactly. Why should it be different? Um, so Benson asked Dodds to search for the fifty or to search the fifty people. And he, she says, "We don't want to. We don't want to look like we're circling the wagons." And then his response is, "We are. <laughs> we are circling the wagons." Um, Benson believes Nikki, and Dodds thinks she's making it up. And this conversation feels very similar to the episode we had with, um, what was his name, Paul D'Amico, and Noel Panko. Oh, so good. Um, where Dodds was friends with the actor. And Baby Dodds um, was not a fan of his. It's the one where the vlogger gets raped. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, So I really, um, I think it's consistent that Dodds is, (laughs) doesn't believe women, um, essentially. Consistent. If his friends are involved. Yeah. But also, well, no, most of the time he just doesn't believe women. I, I just don't know how much, like, his character should evolve, shouldn't he? Yeah. Especially if he oversees SVU. Yeah. Yeah. I It, it makes it makes sort of sense to me, just because he is, like, so, somewhat higher up and, like, dealing with 
other things that aren't the day-to-day this. And he's, like, old school. Yeah. It kind of makes sense. It makes more sense than Stone not believing women. <laughs> That's true. Gonna just say that. All right. So he pushes us to go talk to Rob Miller, who we met at the party. Um, Rob provides us a list of suspects and then hands over this thick folder about Nikki. So she's been Shady. cited for contempt, committed perjury, submitted false statements. Um, and then... He's like, I want, I just want you to go in with your eyes open to Benson. Like, I want you to know what you're going into. Basically being like, this girl's a liar. Be aware of that. Yes. We get it. You don't believe women either. Shocker. Um, And then he's like, I feel like I've offended you. What? You called this rape victim a liar? (laughs) Why would that be offensive? So surprising. Um, And he asks her out. Real smooth guy. And she's like, I'll think about it. And at this point, I was like, why? I mean, she was being polite. I guess. I think I think traditionally Benson's response would have been like, I don't think it's appropriate. Yeah. Um, so her thinking about it, you're right, is interesting. It was like, it was, hmm. okay. But I did like, she was like, um, I will have to get child care. So like, we'll see. <laughs> uh, give me a chance to show you I'm one of the good guys. Okay. You know who doesn't say I'm one of the good guys? One of the good guys? Yep. <laughs> All right, so Rollins doesn't like Miller, and she goes on her deep dive. Which I loved, actually. Uh, Agreed. Did Um, it make sense right after part 33? It's questionable, (laughs) but I was enjoying it, so we're going to let that go. Here's what's up. Part 33 was a different Rollins. The rest of it is more or less consistent. Yes. More or less. Um... So she talks to this barista. I was like, what does she do? I, where are we? Turns out he used to work for Miller. Miller found out that he was interviewing for another firm and he fired him and then blackballed him. Yeah. And then Rollins goes to Sketchy. Nikki's place. All right. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. Um, you know what I'm going to say. Just real quick. Uh, we go to Nikki's uh, and says that in the shows of the file, in the file, there is a private conversation in chambers that shouldn't be there. Um, and now you can do what you want to do. All right, you guys. I tweeted this photo out. I'm not sure we have it on the screen to pull it up for you um, visual YouTube watchers. But um, if you want to go to my Twitter, I'll even pin it so you can find it easily. Ridiculous, You guys. I believe it, it might be in the email for producers, if that helps. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. It's in shows. But... Nikki's house is literally just beautiful. Like, First of all, it's beautiful. Beautiful. There's a column in there. I was like, okay, this seems like a lot. Yeah. Literally, you guys, there are so many oranges on her counter. I can't get over it. There's got to be 20 oranges on this counter. We are talking about the fact that she's going through a divorce. She doesn't live with her ex-husband anymore. She has like one kid, she has right? She one daughter, yeah. Okay. How are her and her daughter going to eat that many oranges before they go bad? They're not even refrigerated. They're probably going to go bad quicker. No, those are... I'm sorry. I have an answer for you. It's not tomatoes. No, no. I know. Those are for juicing. Okay. Do you know how many oranges you need to make orange juice? Is that why there's so many lemons, too? Yes. What's the peppers for? There's only two peppers. That's oh. for food. Why are they out with the lemons? Because those don't need to be refrigerated. But... Why would you put the wit- the lemons in the same bowl? It seems weird. She doesn't have a third bowl. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know, guys. I just thought I just thought that this was a weird, weird setup, 
And I was so distracted by that many oranges on the counter. Juicing, I guess that does make sense. I don't see a juicer, but that's because our photo's real small, so there might... I I assume there's also a juicer. I just want to know the story behind why there are this many oranges. Here's what happened. The uh, set decorator was like, well, I got got an orange tree. I just bring a bunch. I just... It was so... It just really caught my eye the moment (laughs) I watched it. I was like, that is... Right. So much fruit. Moving along. Uh, Rollins to goes to the judge to find out why this uh, private conversation from Chambers is there. He tells her to drop it and stop asking questions, which gets Carisi to talk to his old professor, who says that there was a rumor that the judge plagiarized something in college. But- I was, like, low-key confused about that at first. Yeah, I was like, this is a real roundabout situation. And I, like, didn't quite understand that was, like, the old professor. I was like, wait, how did we get here? Excellent question. Um, Deleted scene? No, no, no. There was, because then uh, Rollins was there and was like, what did he say? Yeah, it just felt, I was like, I, I had to rewind a few times. I was like, who is he talking to? So Olivia goes out with Miller, um, who can't, notices the busboy taking the glass. Because, yeah, it was not subtle. That was so smart of them, though. He was like, let me not touch it and put my fingerprints on it. Let me just have my, like, latex gloves and, like... (laughs) Let me print it right here. (laughs) Um, So Miller then changes his story, claims that the sex was consensual with Nikki, um, and Benson asks a real good question, well, why didn't you say anything about it yesterday when I was in your office? Yeah, I love the fact that we find out Olivia went on this little drink date, like, just to pump him for info. And, like, yeah. I love that. That's so classic. It really is great because otherwise, why would she date him? Right. Between the bodega and yeah. this, I was like, oh, she is killing it these two episodes. Yeah. Um. So Nikki decides to take it all back, says it was consensual. She's like, I'm going through a custody battle. I could lose my daughter. Meanwhile, Benson gets pulled over with Noah in the car. He was intense. Um, Noah, the story that Noah's freaking out about the situation is a little odd in that he spends a lot of time with police officers. Right. Um, and when it's your mom, though. Yeah, but have you never been in a car pulled over? I have, but the fact that he like made her get out, like put her hands on the car and was like being very sort of aggressive... I don't know. I feel like I would have been scared too as a kid. Yeah, but not like to the point where you're having nightmares about it. Yeah, probably not that. I would have been scared in the moment. Yeah, yeah, it was like a little far, maybe. It, it feels like we've traumatized my son. He saw a cop frisk me. You he was are a, a cop. cop. He was a cop. Um, so <laughs> my favorite moment is when the cop says to her, "Ma'am, do you have a weapon on you?" And she goes, "Of, of course. course, I do." <laughs> yes. I'm literally a lieutenant. I showed you, yeah. You were like, lieutenant, get out of the car. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, Benson goes to Dodds, is real upset about it. This was Rob Miller. Uh, Dodds says, let's slow down. Benson says, please don't tell me he's got something on you. And Dodds like, no one owns me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for just like reenacting that. Thanks. That was special. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I want to do this erotic podcast. Is this not, am I not right? Thanks. Is, am I getting that every time we say erotic podcast? Yep. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> so, um, Benson points out he deliberately misled me, manipulated a judge, intimidated a victim. And Dodds, I like this moment. He says, I'm not saying you're wrong. 
I'm just saying if we strike at the king yes. and miss, it'll be both our heads on the chopping block. Let's make sure we don't miss. I I like that. I like when when people realize that Benson's right. They're like, yeah, no, they're yes, you yes. But we gotta like be better. And that's I think where Stone messes up. Yeah. Is he's like, I can't take this case. Not I get it, yes. Find me more. Right. He just kind of stonewalls. Stonewalls. Whoa, I didn't even mean to do that, but that was brilliant. All right, so Dodds goes to talk to Miller. This part, I know I've complained a lot about wires, but this one amused me. I was going to say, right when I saw that, I was like, oh, yeah, I was going to have something to say about the wire. Because we didn't get, like, the classic wire situation. Well, it got there. So Dodds uh, is like, she's not going to let this go. You know, Benson's like a dog with a bone. I can't control her, blah, blah, blah. Um, it's like, if you have the phone, you should, like, toss it. Maybe somewhere where the cops can find it. You know, get the scent off you. Um, Dodd gets Miller to admit that he has it. He's like, I found it on the floor. He says, Nikki won't testify. Um, and if Benson tries to convince her, she'll be taken care of. No Nikki, no case. Um, and like, I, that is, that is a bold threat right there. Right. And no then, Nikki, no case. Like, whoa. But then Dodd's response with, what are you saying? <laughs> And I went, wire. <laughs> Up into everything. Oh, so you do have the phone. Sit, tell me you have, the, you have the phone? What are you saying? Do you have the phone? Yes. Yes, you have the phone? <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> what are you saying? It was great. I. It was so amusing. Um, anyway. Uh, he realizes that he's wearing a wire. He threatens him with the memo. The memo. What season was that even? Uh, this and last. Okay. Maybe just this. I thought it was earlier for some reason. I think reason. it was this and last. I know that it was first brought up when uh, Finn shows Dodds that he's seen it. Right. And then it's brought up again when Finn becomes sergeant and uses it to stay on the team. Which was a a while ago. It was, uh, I want to say this season. I don't know when. I thought it was last season. It could be. I don't know. I just feel like it's been, like, I was so excited to, like, finally hear more about this because that was, like, a lingering question we've had for a while. Um, and then the, we'll get you the memo. So, um, I don't understand, and I'm glad Benson asked. She says, why did you rape her? Because you already had the phone. With no information about him on it, ironically. Yeah. Well, I just don't understand, like, why... You already had the phone, and yeah, here is his story. Because there's sheep and wolves in this Lam- world. <laughs> Lambs and wolves. But you I'm sorry. You're either a wolf or a lamb. So then it, his sister was raped, which means he'd rather be a wolf. Like, okay. I'm sorry to take down the wolves who raped your sister, but then you're acting like the wolf that. Yeah, are, yeah, okay. He's, he'd rather be. A, I'd rather run with the wolves. He says. He's a piece of garbage, is what... He is a piece just of garbage. To translate that. Nobody helps the wolf when he's bleeding. Oh, thank you. I love season that 19, line. Sorry, season 19, episode 11, Flight Risk, is where the memo first came into So last play. season. You were right, yeah. Good job. I knew it was a while Thank back. you, Zach. Um, all right, so um, Dodds says, apologize to Benson, he says you were right, and she goes... What was the memo? And this made me laugh, because he literally just said, like, she doesn't let things go. And I was like, oh, he has to tell her because she's not going to let this go. Right. Um, So he says, it never went past my desk and it never will. I'll give you a copy. Okay. But but it did go past your desk since Finn has seen it. 
Has, did Fen say it on his desk, though? No, no, I mean, like, not physically past his oh. desk. Girl. <laughs> Girl. Wake up. Well, I mean, that's what I'm saying, though. Like, did, did Finn just, like, happen upon it? Um, I don't know how Finn... That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. if it was just, like, laying around, he happened to see it or something. Maybe. Um, so it seems Maybe that... it was a literal desk! Maybe. Um, Dodds wrote it. This is what we get from this information. Dodds wrote this memo. Uh, Finn didn't want to upset her because it was just after Noah was kidnapped. And she asked, should I be worried about my job? And his response is, I got your back. So we've never actually seen the memo. And if we take the pieces that we know about the memo together, I believe what the memo may say was something about um, about replacing her with, I assume, a man based on the way the whole storyline played out. Yeah. Um, And so I think that that it may have been that they were going to promote Finn. Mm. yeah maybe that could definitely be it um because he's like i got your back then now forever love these two like the two ogs it's so nice to see them interact i love it um we end with nikki realizing that she's treated victims like crap that's what my note says yeah well we could have told you that i kind of like i don't know how i feel about that to be honest though Mm -hmm. like she's a defense attorney like That's her literal job. You would think that she would have... I don't know. I just don't know if I buy the fact, like, once it happens to her, like, everything changes. Like, that's what I was like, oh, I hope they don't do that at the top of this episode. Right. And then they did it. And I was like, I don't know. It reminds me of the episode where the conservative woman is raped. Exactly. And that at the end, she was like, don't treat me like all these other girls. She doesn't have any sympathy for victims. Right. So I would have appreciated more of that. Like, I think there's, like, a middle ground. Yeah. Being like, listen... I feel more empathy now, all this right. stuff. But I don't think that she's like, I don't know if I can do my job anymore. Like, I don't know. I I'd be I okay. guess it's a valid reaction, but I don't know. She is just so good at her job. Right. I don't know. I was, like, conflicted on that. Yeah. I um, would have liked something like a, like um, a, a Andre Bauer's character, whose name I'm blanking on right now. Um, uh, Bayard Ellis. Bayard Ellis, thank you. He's great. Um, they, he he was a defense attorney and now is part of, like, the Innocence Project. Yes. So it would be interesting if, if this is what happened to Nikki, is, like, she was a defense attorney and now maybe starts, like, working with victims' rights. Exactly. That might be interesting. Yeah, I just, I wish it was more of, like, a gradual thing, right. I guess. Like, her crying, I can't do my job, I've treated victims like crap. It's like, yeah, but you had to have kind of known that before this. Right. Have you not been aware of how you treat people? Like, they're people. Yeah. Like, not just victims. You were rude to people. Yeah. And not to harp on this episode. I love this episode. And I think that, like, the fact that she, it's like a different perspective now is fair. I just felt like it was a little bit, like, a complete 180. Yeah. Um, interestingly, we definitely uh, started our recap skipping over the case that she was trying um, I will say that Wally Stevens and the sex parties and the fact that uh, Rob Miller wanted her phone to see if there was information about him are all statements and words you should keep in your mind I'm for excited. the rest of this season. I haven't seen the rest. I'm pumped. Yeah. Um, I say that because I remember watching it and ignored all of her case the first time. was like, Wah, who cares? <laughs> um, and so once we put all the pieces together... Cool. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Um, okay, before we run out of time, because we are super, super close to that, um, 
we have our usual poll. Yeah, we do. Um, so today's poll is... Since we covered four episodes, we're doing which of these four that we talked about today is your favorite. Just a little refresher. We have Brothel, Facing Demons, Missing, and Blackout. Do Would you like an update? Yeah. Are we 54% say Facing Demons, which is a great episode. Uh, 20% say Blackout, 15% say Brothel, and 11% say Missing. What's your favorite, y'all? Um, I voted for Facing Demons. I think I might vote Blackout. I really liked this episode. I also liked Brothel. Yeah, Brothel was good. They were all Blackout's solid. also good. Missing was meh. It was the weakest of the four, but it was still solid. It was not bad. Solid. It was not yeah. a bad episode. Agreed. Episode I'd watch over and over. And we got the bodega scene, which was like just oh, so iconic. That scene was great. So good. I want more of that. Me too. Um, so we know that season 21 is just around the corner. Yes. Um, especially because we just discussed season 20, episode 18. Um, for season 21, what are we... What are we not that we're jumping ahead, we're going to do this, I think, for the next couple episodes. But, like, what are things you would like to see in the new season? I would love to see more super powerhouse performances by guest stars. Because mm. there have been so many good ones. Like, the one I always... Like, Marsha Gay Harden, which I, want, I meant to say, Marsha Gay Harden reminded me a little bit of the Nikki Staines episode. Just the oh, Dana right. character. Yeah. Um, who Cause, I loved. Because she was raped? Yes. And, and she had, like, a similar-ish reaction of, like, wanting to be in control yeah. and, like, all this stuff. Um, Patricia Arquette, her episode's so good. The only episode that's made me cry. One of the best episodes ever. Like, there's just been so many, like, awesome, like, it's like a platform for, for, like, really cool guest performances, so I want to keep seeing that in 21. Awesome. I want consistency. That's fair. That's literally all I ask for. Um, as much as, like, there are people I would love to see back, like, bring back Warner, that would be really great. Yes. And who was the, um... She was like a lawyer slash psychologist who was like in the beginning of this or oh, end that's of nineteen. Right. No, it was the beginning of this season. What was her name? Um. Ooh. Uh. The actress is Sandrine. Yes, she was in House of Cards. That's how I know her. Um. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Bring back her. I, She's great. I just. I would love to see more Jennifer people of color and more women. Um. As part of like to really um, fill out our universe agreed but if i'm not getting that then consistency is the bare minimum if we could get both yeah that'd be us just excellent i mean if we're gonna make like dream requests then bring back barbara that's yes also uh big one i want rollins baby daddies to meet Ooh. i also really just love them to be part of the like her life especially donalog well yeah i love donalog he's so good but like if we're going to give her baby daddies and keep the children and bring them up a lot, yeah, we should also have the other parent involved. And also Kim Rollins. Okay. We've lost it. We're off You just trip. cut me off. Yep. That's where we, where we, that's where we are. really flew off the handle there. Thank you so much for everyone who joined us uh, live. I know we did four episodes today. Our next after show is Wednesday, the 5th at 9 p.m. Pacific time. Um, so very, very late in the evening here. I believe it's a great time for people in Australia. Uh, yes. We will be talking season 20, episode 19, Dearly Beloved, which has guest star Shiri Appleby returns Ooh, in a her. different role. Um, and season 20, episode 20, the good girl. 
Ooh. I can't wait for you to see that one. 2020, the good girl. Until uh, Wednesday, and where can people find the poll and you? Yes, you guys can find me and the poll and the picture of the citrus at alphabet underscore Anne on Twitter and on Instagram at Taylor underscore Gates underscore. I'm also talking the season finale of Dead to Me on Wednesday, so tune in for that too. Awesome. You can find me everywhere at Yell Teagle. That's Y A E L T Y G I E L. You can tweet at me about SVU at any time and <laughs> any episode and I will be happy also send cats we'll see you Wednesday bye our founder Kevin Undergaro and me Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV remember we're not just the first we're the biggest in the world and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows whatever you crave we've got it so go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup buzz you later <laughs> The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.